0: Hey there, this is Kevin Devani of the Total Connector Show. I'm really happy to announce my first interview talk with Zia Zadr from Iran. He's got a really uh, amazing uh, insight into Iran because I've never been to Iran. I mean, I've never been to Iran since 1979 or 1980, where I was born and grew up. And so I really, you know, care about the people, but not the regime. And uh, I, I'm still convinced that Iran is the could be you know the potential prime candidate for critical adoption, critical mass adoption, whatever you would call it. Uh, so Zia is really knowledgeable, and he's been even been uh, there's an even an article in Bitcoin Magazine about him being quoted on you know Bitcoin mining and inflation and you know how people are using it. And how, how people are circumventing bans and, you know, the whole pressure, the, the, the social uh, and economical unrest or dissatisfaction and suffering pain points. So, yeah, happy to announce my first interview. Really happy to, you know, get this interview going and uh, let me know what you think afterwards. Leave me a positive review on any podcast platform if you can. Support me in any shape or form on social media, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much for supporting it. thanks more for listening. And here you go. Have fun. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Total Connector Show. My name is Kevan Davani from Vienna, Austria. Um, my very special guest is Zia from Iran. I've been waiting for this talk for, for some time now. Zia, thank you so much for, the, for your time and coming on my show for the first time. How are you doing?
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: All right, Zia. Uh, so, as you know, I mean, I'm I'm myself sort of um, myself Iranian. I was born in Iran, in in the city of Shiraz. I came here uh, to Austria uh, at that time, 1979, um, to Austria with my dad. My dad doesn't live anymore. He he died uh, a year ago. So, I I also you know hardly speak any Farsi, like Iranian language. Uh, I wish it was a little, little bit embarrassing sometimes, uh, you know, when I interact with, uh, you know, Iranian people, uh, if I do interact with Iranian people. So um, there's a lot of, you know, I have a lot of questions. I, I don't have much insights what's going on in Iran. You know, I care about, uh, I still have some family uh, in Iran that's my, from my mother's side. And what I want to know and also share with my listeners and or viewers is, you know, maybe you can share your insights uh, you know, the bigger picture, what's going on in Iran, uh, especially in, um, in connection with the sanctions, the embargoes that have been going on for not only years, but actually decades. <laughs> so, yeah, um, give it a, uh, it's your floor. Um, tell me tell me a little bit, little bit about you um, and your path to Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, okay. So, uh, well, I... Started as a, like as a technical guy with the hardware in Bitcoin. I started like in late 2016, early 2017. That's not very old. <laughs> it's not as what others say a Bitcoin OG. I'm not that kind of guy. But like I I I, I was attracted. But it's it's a very uh, beautiful thing. So I yeah uh, it. Uh, I was absorbed in it. I, I was down the rabbit hole actually. <laughs> uh, after a while that I was reading about Bitcoin, I, I, I loved it. And uh, well, I I, I started English literature actually in, in in university, so it was very interesting for me to see uh, a technical a tech a technological phenomenon which is <clears throat> which have uh, like a lot of uh, philosophical and like uh, social aspects like this that I can like relate to. So uh, after, after a while uh, because like I, I knew a bit uh, about like computer parts and hardware and all of that. so I helped uh, a number of friends to build mining rigs and all of that stuff. And after a while, so I was absorbed into the concept because, like, I, I, I loved it. I, I read about it, and, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, I started by, like, uh, watching uh, watching the best source, actually, maybe, uh, Andreas, Andreas Antonopoulos. Everybody knows him, I think, in the space. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and he was a very good source for this, just to start on Bitcoin. And then uh, later on, I was, like... Uh, more familiar with the works of people like Zabo and uh, other people who were very influential in this, uh, like in this movement, as a cypherpunk movement, the Bitcoin movement. Uh, people like uh, uh, like uh, people from the the uh, like uh, bef- the before Bitcoin era, like you know, like Wadei and uh, like Adam Back uh uh i guess adam back is still around but uh, yeah uh from those guys so i was very interested in, in what they did and what and how this uh this thing became bitcoin as we know it today uh yeah so uh so i i i i was very active in the bitcoin community overall and and in the Iranian community isn't in the global community uh, uh, so I was interacting with a lot of developers with a lot of projects like uh, uh, I love the guys from Samurai Wallet because they're building the best thing that could happen to Bitcoin: going privacy focused wallets and uh, like uh, we need them actually the only thing we we, we are uh, during time of protests right now in iran so we were cut off from the internet completely the whole uh the whole country was shut down so uh and uh, the only bitcoin wallet that was working was somewhere actually because they had wow. an sms server yeah mm-hmm. and they they built stuff yeah they built use and that's that's very powerful that's very good so and uh yeah so uh yeah i i worked i i talked with a lot of people in this space and in, in, in the global state global space of bitcoin and uh so uh, because of this like active uh, participation i i got the chance to uh, to talk with a lot of people and uh, know a lot of people and see how Bitcoin is uh, gradually moving forward in, in, like, in Iran, outside of Iran. I was able also to compare what's going on with Bitcoin outside of Iran and inside of Iran, and uh, what's the difference, uh, like how people use Bitcoin outside of Iran and how people use Bitcoin inside of Iran, and. Uh, so, like there's there's one other thing that uh, th- this is this give me this give me very good like uh, uh, points about how how also the sanctions like work here near on on people and uh, what are the p- potentials from Bitcoin in, in this uh, like in this field what what Bitcoin can do for people here uh so i was able to see this too and uh it's uh, uh yeah I, so nowadays maybe still bitcoin is not widely used for like uh, helping people uh go around sanction but it's going it's it's growing on people it's growing more and more so if you if i if i was to see my tweets from a year ago or two two years ago i was saying the same thing because it's like it's, it is true, it is growing. It's, it is simply growing, and people are knowing it more and more. I see very, like back in the days, it was uh, only uh, the technologists and uh, people with computer knowledge. And nowadays, I see people, religious people, actually, too. <laughs> like, this is the last thing that I was uh, expecting here, you know also using bitcoin like i see them buy and sell bitcoin i see them uh like do transactions to uh, neighboring countries like afghanistan and, uh places like there uh, I, I see students because we see, speak the same language with uh, like very similar it's not the same but it's very similar to afghanistan so i see people from there like buying online courses because like may they there is, I think that there is, uh, I guess actually there's better uh, uh, education, edu- edu- for material for online education here in Iran, so they, they use Bitcoin to buy this. I, I see teachers, I see uh, different, I see people actually, that's the point. I see mm-hmm. people using it, mm-hmm. not uh, like uh, maybe the government cannot use it and uh, I don't know if that's okay or not, if the government can use it or cannot use it, because you know, like this could be a good point, that the government is kind of uh, stopped uh, from <laughs> being a very, like, doing uh, open and free transactions, especially the one we have here in Iran. But uh, maybe it's also a bad thing that Bitcoin is not... Uh, uh, ready enough for uh, big players like government to use it because you know about the volatility and you know about the all of the uh, other issues that may bring for them, like the liquidity if they like do want to do very big and large deals. But I see people uh, always uh, like I see people using it, and I see it uh, as a very powerful uh, tool for them.
0: Yeah. So um, wh- let me let me ask you, what is the? I mean, uh, you know, in, uh, comparing the the inflation rate to Zimbabwe is probably peanuts, right? I mean, it's still high inflation, right? Is what is it like 30 percent? Uh, uh, actually, I
1: don't know about the percent because there's no <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's no official rate here in Iran because yeah, you know, maybe you don't know how Iran works. Actually, I, I'm gonna say this for the listeners like something with like data and research and all of this stuff it's, it's very rare to happen here you know because like the best thing for them is to keep uh, keep the data uh yeah uh covered and they, they don't reveal the data but uh i know that uh, we like the part uh, the like i think uh, comparing to 3 years ago we've lost uh, like 300 uh, percent of uh, wow. price of uh, yeah, Iranian real. So, mm-hmm. one USD was uh 30,000 real, and now it's like uh more than 10,000 real, so it's more than 300 percent. Yeah, and uh, this, this happened like a few years before that, it was. Ten thousand real and it become thirty thousand. So we're going by the number of three hundred to four hundred percent every couple of years. That's uh, that's how we lose the uh, value of Iranian real here, and that's actually bad. It was actually one of my motives to like hold uh, hold my uh, yeah hold my uh, the, the the amount of money that i have i, I mostly hold it in bitcoin because like it's more reliable like this. yeah it's yeah. logical <laughs> it's yeah. really logical yeah. um, like if, if like people say that bitcoin loses a lot of like like has a lot of fluctuations and loses price and all of those stuff but uh well for us it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't lose price and there are people who say that uh, because of the Bitcoin fluctuation, uh, maybe USD is better for you guys. But you holding USD here in Iran is very difficult. First, mm. it's, very, it, it, it's a bit difficult nowadays to get it like in cash. And second, it's very difficult to keep it safe <laughs> mm-hmm. because, like, uh, you heard about how people in Venezuela uh, like. Maybe, maybe like there there is a lot of uh, it's, it's very risky to hold like money on you especially USD because it's worth a lot so it, it could happen here too because it's very easy to take it and go <laughs> yeah so it would be a bit dangerous and also there's uh, I haven't seen any signs of this law being uh, like being uh, practiced but uh, there was a law two, two years ago it was it was uh, it was decided that if anyone holds more than ten thousand uh, dollars, it's a crime to hold more than that. So yeah,
0: yeah, they've been so enacted that. Yeah, it's it's yeah. crazy. I mean, in some countries now, um, isn't that like something? Um, isn't it even in, in Australia they've enacted a law, something like that? That uh, you know you cannot, or was it just? I'm not sure. whether It was just a draft of a law or a proposal. But it's really getting crazy. I mean, even in so-called Western, you know, yeah, developed I, whatever countries.
1: Yeah. So basically, it's uh, there are some uh, like obstacles in the mm-hmm. car to uh, holding USD. Uh, but uh, they and also you can't. Like I, 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 I barely like. I think there was one or two. Incidents in my life that I saw a USD bull from very close, <laughs> so I, I I saw it like and, and they took it in my hand. So I cannot uh, like uh, distinguish the fake one from the original one. But right. I don't know how to distinguish between, <laughs> like uh, an original Bitcoin from a fake one. Uh, so this this made me not be for all people, but it was not working for me. Yeah. So, uh, the, yeah. So that's your, another uh, advantage
0: of Bitcoin—the v- yeah. ability, like, also compared to gold. Like, how do you verify, validate, or assay, it, like, uh, confirm the the, yeah. the the authenticity of it? Like, even in Europe, you know, the, I heard that the the one note, the one euro note that is being most counterfeited is uh, the fifty euro note. So, <laughs> just for your information. Uh, so, uh, Zia, um, uh, Zia. So there um let me correct me if I'm wrong there are 80 million people in Iran right eight zero approximately uh, come again uh, like, uh, there're approximately 80 million people in would you say uh, that again are there 80 80 million people in yeah. Iran yeah. yeah okay so from those 80 million nice. what do you what do you you know uh, what do you uh, estimate uh other number of 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 users or or in any kind would it be because of capital control because of sanctions because they want to you know uh, put it in a store you know a sort of a store of value do you have like any kind of estimates or guesses
1: um, okay, for people who use bitcoin
0: mm-hmm. in any shape or form
1: uh well it's it's very difficult to do such a cal- calculation and give the a number it's, it's like uh, I, I've been in Iranian communities and I know that there are like I, I always get proved to be wrong as to know the numbers of like for people who are uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, are using Bitcoin you know because like I see like a very big group of people that they don't use online communities and like, I, I would always say, Where have you been all this time? Like, I never saw you guys. It's that this is one of the beautiful things about Bitcoin, it's it's a, it has a very, very low barrier to entry, and everyone can enter it. So, uh, like, judging on the communities, <laughs> there are like groups of, uh, on, on, like, we mostly uh like iranian people mostly live in telegram groups <laughs> so really this is this okay. is the yeah we the the main thing here uh for online communities in iran is telegram mm-hmm.
0: uh
1: and uh like uh, judging on telegram channels and telegram groups and uh, uh i could say that it is at least like in the tens of in the in the tens of tens tens of thousands because like there are uh there are telegram channels with more than like 20,000 people who follow the news on Bitcoin. <clears throat> there are like telegram groups with like thousands of people, with hundreds of people being online every day. And this is like very good numbers. <clears throat> we didn't have numbers like three, four years ago. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. like if if we if we go back to like three years ago mm-hmm. uh, the, like the biggest uh telegram group that I knew in Iran was like having more like about like two or three thousand people in it but uh now now there are like multiple groups who have at least this amount of people in them so i would say like uh people who have transacted with bitcoin and use bitcoin maybe um they may be like more than ten tenths of thousands but i can't give like an estimate of millions or something
0: sure it sure would like, mm-hmm.
1: yeah it, that would be a lot of like a very big number but uh, it, it can it, it is not very far because it's far fresh because like i i get always proved to be wrong
0: <laughs> totally, yeah. totally. i can yeah i can i mean i can uh, i can imagine it's difficult to make such i just wanted to know you yeah, what's your like what is your perception like around yeah. in your environment because there's also i guess you know people who are let's say more affluent or rich also rich people in iran so I, do you think they're more conservative like you know putting the, the also the, the money into gold or more conservative assets or. Uh, do you, do you think there are like a lot of, maybe even younger people from, you know, richer families, uh, whether they are, you know, from the religious, uh, whatever, elites yeah. or, you know, oligarchs, <clears throat> of run? Yeah, I like there
1: are, I've, I've seen people who are very, <clears throat> very rich in this space. So uh, go like all in on Bitcoin, but. I can see, say that the number is very big because uh, like most of them, even if they get into Bitcoin, like they haven't become rich like <laughs> like in one night <laughs> because, you know, they, they have experience like in diversifying and studying it before uh, like putting all of their money into it. So I know rich people who like hold uh, small parts of their wealth in Bitcoin because, like, they believe in it. They believe that they, it could have a future, but they can't go all in. And also, there there are a lot of them who have businesses and they need like people money, which is always liquid and yeah, and, which could be circulating uh, in bank accounts and all of that. So, uh, but from the business aspect, Bitcoin is not very good for doing business. As a, but uh, for those who want to store it and uh, <clears throat> see, uh, like, have it as a stored value, it like it shows itself there.
0: Okay. Yeah, but, but
1: there there are like people from every like uh, like I was very very surprised last year because I got to know more people and I was connected to more people and uh, like uh, I worked with people who. Uh, like do Bitcoin exchanging and Bitcoin buying and selling like many uh, Bitcoin exchanges so I I worked with them closely and saw what they they are experiencing every day with people who do mining and uh, mining equipment and all of that like you cannot imagine like uh, like, (laughs) it's very like uh, very very odd and what you see here like you see people from any 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 class in any place you could imagine like uh, you see teachers who buy mining equipment you see families who buy bitcoin for the for their young young uh, children uh, to hold for them Uh, you see people who like who do not know anything about Bitcoin, but because like they, they, they said they only know how to set up a wallet and, uh, they want to have Bitcoin, but they don't know much about it. Like there's a very, very fast, uh, like it, it has a very good penetration factor in, in, in here. Because
0: uh, the younger generation, like how old,
1: like, uh, I've seen very old people also. Okay. Like, yeah, I know that people, celebrities also, like uh, people from the television and all of that. Yeah, I've seen also the, those guys buy Bitcoin or or some of them who want to trade and they have money on their, like they have extra money they can lose. So they want to trade like altcoins. Uh, so they go and <laughs> maybe buy some altcoins also. But uh like there are there are stories that you cannot like imagine uh, before coming here regularly like there are there was this this uh, woman i i saw uh, she she was uh, dealing with an exchanger mm-hmm. and i asked her what are you doing with this bitcoins like she was like 50 or so 50 years old she said that i'm buying this uh is like my, my kids uh, she, she meant like her, her daughter and uh, her new what, what do you call it her, her husband uh, like her daughter daughter was getting married so you know there's something in your Iran here like they, they buy uh, stuff for their daughter so they could uh, so, so that their daughter can start her new life with her husband. So her daughter convinced her mother to buy her Bitcoin instead of those like uh, house equipment and all of that. So they were thinking that uh, they could uh, like uh, live on very minimum uh, and hold Bitcoin instead of that. And I think it paid off because this was like uh, when Bitcoin was $2,000 now.
0: Really? Wow, that's fascinating. Uh Yeah,
1: I, I remember this from like three years or four years ago. When Bitcoin was two thousand dollars, so I heard. I, if 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 the girl still is keeping the Bitcoins, or if she sold like in higher numbers, now she could maybe buy a house. Also, <laughs> not only house accounting. amazing, yeah. <laughs> I, like <laughs> this is this is something that I could not imagine happening. But there are people from like this. There are people who like. Uh, who have failed in their workshops because of the economy? There are a lot of workshops. This is actually another thing about Bitcoin in Iran, mining. So mining is very attractive here in Iran because what's
0: the a legal situation? If I may interrupt you, uh, what is what is it? I mean, what's the situation? People are now allowed officially to mine, but is it restricted, regulated, or uh, like? Yeah, it's
1: it's actually in the process of uh, like. Uh, Emerging regulations, so they're deciding on their regulations. But uh, the last, uh, the last update is that they they bumped up the price of uh, electricity here in our for miners. Oh, you mean uh,
0: what I read? Is it true that they s- cut the the subsidy uh, uh, of the of the electricity? Like, like because first I think previously they subsidized the electricity somehow. So
1: electricity is still subsidized all over Iran. Uh, actually, this mm-hmm. is what they say. This is also another argument that what is a subsidized electricity? Because here in Iran you see that the the grid, the power grid is very inefficient and it loses a lot of uh, like electricity and uh, there's also one part where there's inflation uh, and uh, these two factors uh, like influence the what the government calls subsidy so there are a lot of people here in iran that uh, they uh, like they don't believe that the electricity is subsidized actually this is also an argument from the government that, like they're doing, uh, it is called I think an opportunity cost or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I, I looked it up before in Wikipedia. I think <laughs> so. It's like it's it, they say that the electricity in outside of Iran is maybe I don't know two cents, six cents, or something per kilowatt hour. Two
0: cents. That's that's super cheap. That's like no. Really actually, big- we we have
1: also cheaper than that here in Iran. Wow! I mean, outside of Iran, like, uh, let's say that, I don't know, or what's the electricity rate in Vienna?
0: Well, uh, I, I just know the average, like the average uh, is, I hope I'm not wrong on this, is a, approximately like five cents is like average good price uh, yeah. per whatever kilowatt so, hour is that, yeah. So the,
1: the, the, the government here calculates the price, like they see the price of Vienna And then they say that uh, here in Iran, we are much cheaper than Vienna. So we are subsidizing it (laughs) because we could offer it in Vienna prices too. But Mm -hmm. this is not the, you you see how flawed this argument is because there are (laughs) a lot of factors here. Yeah, so uh, that's what, uh, this is also one thing. This is the inflation part and there's also the inflation part Mm -hmm. where, they calculate the cents, but the cents are always increasing a price. So (laughs) this is one also, this is so the more the inflation there is, the more the subsidy it is. (laughs) So this is, this is also wrong. Uh, I mean, so, uh, so disregarding the fact that uh, we don't know that how much subsidy there is and uh, what is with what is a subsidy in uh, Iran government's, uh, Opinion. So, disregarding this fact, the what they say that the electricity here in Iran is subsidized and it is cheap. It is actually very cheap, but miners cannot use this cheap energy. They should pay more. So nowadays, uh, they uh, they they saying they are designing. I think uh, a permit kind of thing, so you could go and get a license or a permit for mining, and then. Uh, you should pay more electricity more more a uh, much more expensive electricity it's about like i think four or five cents instead of like one cent mm-hmm. like it's it's a like industrial rate nowadays in iran is one cent so uh, you see the like uh how a miner is not attracted to a five cent with a license they will keep doing it uh in a black uh, in, a, in in underground situation. So I, I predict that this will keep going on, the underground situation, because most miners uh, won't apply for a permit to pay more electricity. I believe that this, but uh, they are cracking down on such miners and in the last eight or nine months, so it's been actually about a year now that they are cracking down on miners and they, Close. or shut shut down farms they shut down a very big number of farms and they like confiscated a lot tens tens of thousands of devices from miners (laughs) so the so the majority is still mining so you could imagine how many miners there are It's, it's a very big number and there are miners who have only one two or three devices so they are, these are, Oh, really? These are like yeah. small, like
0: super small. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Top it's, of, oh. it's
1: actually, it's not also, it's, it's not a farm or something like people who have like a very few devices, they put it in their homes or something. Uh, there are a lot of people who steal electricity from the grid, steal it and then use it for mining. <laughs> uh, so they pay nothing. Uh, so when you see a failed economy, this happens, like right. teachers exactly. doing this you you may not believe it but i've seen doctors do it actually here and you know like doctors are well paid but they still uh i think they have money issues nowadays uh, their business is not very good maybe mm-hmm. but i've seen doctors who do mining and uh, like they go around to place and put some devices in it and start to mine there are a Tunnel a ton of workshops around Tehran, who have gone bankrupt or or are on the uh, verge, like they are very close to being bankrupted. So these these uh, workshops, they go and buy some mining devices and put them put them in their workshops because they have cheap electricity and they have an abundance of electricity, like. They could put maybe up to twenty or thirty devices.
0: So, uh, Zia, uh, this is amazing. I mean, I didn't know that the situation is like uh, like that bad. <laughs> like, okay, so uh, let me let me ask you. do you ha- is there like are there any numbers um, on on the mining um, aspect? Like, what are the average min- miners like? Are they, I mean, because you need equipment. I mean, where do they get do they get like secondhand equipment or is it is it like the newest equipment where do they get it from
1: uh, yeah it's very easy it's all uh, it's all uh, a black market situation here so everything black market in Iran works perfectly good <laughs> so you could find what uh, people on different websites you could find them on different telegram groups whatsapp groups they sell equipment they sell used equipment they sell new equipment they sell all kinds of models and everything, so you could find workshops that do repair. They they repair like mining equipment actually. So you see a whole economy growing down on this. So you can see people. Yeah, we uh, we are uh, like we have a lot of difficulty here. We have been having this situation like for tens of years now, actually maybe more than twenty years that we cannot import most stuff into Iran. So. There's a very good and big smuggling business going on ecosystem, actually smuggling ecosystem down there in the south, southern areas of Iran, where they import stuff from Dubai. So the Dubai is a very big hub for like a, a very big destination for most like cargoes. So they come to Dubai and they smuggle them with small boats into Iran. And this has been going on like for most. This stuff here in you know, are not only for miners. So uh, they import them and then they sell them in the uh, like in a very it's actually a black market situation. Yeah. With a so, with a
0: markup, with a price markup, like sort of with a premium price on it? Like do you Yeah like,
1: definitely because you see <laughs> that you need to like there's there's a premium on importing the devices inside of Iran, which mm-hmm. is like smuggling them that would make 25% maybe premium on, on, on any kind of devices, like you name it, AC conditioners, televisions, anything, computer parts, it would take like a 25 to 30% premium on any kind of device. And there's also the second price for like you, like you buy them from China, from anywhere, Singapore, any anywhere, and you bring them to Dubai, and this is one cost, and then you bring them inside of Iran, and this is the second one, and then, from the southern ports of Iran, you should bring them to Tehran. And that's also a very risky thing for smugglers. And uh, that also takes a cut on them. So this makes it, uh, yeah, on a premium-like price. Uh, but it is available as uh, how everything else here is available. AC conditioners, I don't know, TVs, anything, you name it like even like chocolate and candies maybe when they like smuggle them inside of Iran, this is the situation so we have a very flourishing smuggling business this is, yeah, <laughs> this well, has in effect well, yeah core, but it's understandable
0: but it's understandable i mean that's that's why i asked you know about the the situation in iran regarding the i mean i care really about the people in iran i mean because of the sanction embargoes going on you know the i mean it's beyond the pain points i mean what are people suffering i mean this is a huge suffering going on because there's lack of i heard lack of medicine lack of you know, all kinds of things. Uh, Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, this is like,
1: this is, this, this, this never was something like, uh, like fortunately this was not not something that I never dealt with today until like, like to this point, um, I never dealt with something like this, like, uh, needing like some medicine or something that, uh, yeah, uh, which is not available in Iran, but we see every day and uh, we see a lot of times like on social media and people who heard, like we hear from people who like friends or uh, or friends who have friends that like they need some kind of medicines that they cannot get uh, here in Iran. And I guess this is the, the bad part about sanctions, we, we cannot go around it with bitcoin or something the physical deliverance of stuff which is actually like you 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 may find someone who accepts bitcoin and sell you like medicine but you cannot deliver them to your own because it's very difficult to deliver stuff to your own like especially something like medicine which could be which they should like be kept in very good very certain conditions to be delivered and they need like special containers and all of that. So this is like something you cannot go over. It's like delivering stuff to Iran is very difficult. Uh, sanction is still very effective on that aspect. There are not all, all, only medicine, there are a lot of businessmen who are losing like money and like they, they're using their wealth uh, because of this. Uh, they lose like cargoes or... Their cargoes are getting cut or they have like uh, offshore bank accounts and their bank accounts are closed because they know that like they figure the bank, the bank in like in the foreign country one day figures out that he's an Iranian or she's an Iranian who, who is holding this bank account and they close their bank accounts. There's a lot of money like who was, which was lost like this. I know a lot of people who lost a lot of money like this, like they have bank accounts in China, in, I don't know, in, in the UAE, in, in, in Europe, who like all of their bank accounts get closed and uh, their money gets confiscated or frozen and they cannot use it. I know people who are still struggling to get back their money, like from uh, Chinese bank accounts and all of that. Yeah, this is, this this, this in the business side, they- this is like very terrible. Like you cannot see a businessman who do does like international trade or something like that who is uh, not complaining about the situation or he's not losing money because of this. Yeah, it, it, like I was talking with a friend uh, he, like yesterday and he he said that like regarding the protests, uh, some businessmen lost money because uh, uh, the prices of USD and Dear and other currencies around the like in, in this area and the region has gone up so this is this is something happened which is very like uh understandable like there's there's unrest in the country so the money gets a bit devalued so uh and uh, they lost money regard because of this yeah so because of the lucky like, the situation right now in iran so this this happens a lot. Like even like I had the last update was yesterday. So you, you can see how, how this is like do this happen happens on a daily basis.
0: This is amazing. So uh, let me ask you before I forget uh, about the internet situation. Like what wh- how do people? Um, I mean, what is restricted? What is blocked? Um, you know how how do people circumvent this whole? You know internet restrictions and I mean do you guys have like do do people of Iran have normal access to int, you know normal internet bandwidth or what is restricted or is blocked
1: so we we like it's it's uh so the start of uh internet uh, censorship was about i think ten or twelve years ago so uh from 12 years ago, internet uh, censorship regard with regard to Facebook and Twitter and all of these stuff happened, and uh, we we are accessing uh, like Twitter and all these stuff through VPNs uh, for more than a decade now. Uh, but in like there are a lot of actually. Uh, websites which are blocked, it's not only Twitter and Facebook, it's like Twitter, Reddit, uh, you name it. Like most of the internet, like I never actually turn off my VPN. So it's much more easier this way because Mm -hmm. most websites that I use are uh, censored. So uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, the number is growing day by day. Like if you see a website open today. Uh, it will be censored maybe someday in the future. <laughs> so most websites are censored and we cannot access them unless we use VPNs. So the, one of the most famous uh, after Twitter, one of the most famous things that got censored was telegram, mm-hmm. like uh, two years ago, uh, in, the, uh, in the days following the unrest, but there were some kind, some uh, protests, protests again. Uh, two years ago so they they censored telegram because like people were using telegram to communicate and all of that but uh still people are using telegram widely all over because of this censorship which is at which acts like a double-edged sword because more people get to know how to use vpns even my grandfather knows how to use a vpn nowadays and this is like this cannot be imaginable in a european country but here it's very actually very normal because like you see all people who don't know anything about technology use vpn to send something in, in telegram to necessity to their, out of necessity yeah. right so yeah. so yeah my my grandfather knows that it, like open vpn works fine but like other vpns may not work very good so even they know about like vpn protocol sometimes <laughs> so yeah this is yeah it's crazy
0: very, so yeah. great
1: so uh now uh, in the last uh, we're still actually having a blackout on the internet right mm-hmm. now here in Iran. so adsl and like uh, houses and uh i don't know like a business and all of those uh, places have they regained their connection back uh like we had so For for the listeners who don't know about the situation in Iran, Uh, 10 days ago, I think, nine days ago, um, the internet was completely uh, shut down here in Iran. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, eight days ago, I mean, one day after that, they only allowed people to use uh, the services from inside Iran. Like you could do a banking, like banking, bank uh, transfer or something you could like get uh, like order something online like something from uh, a restaurant or something but you cannot like use anything you couldn't even use google you couldn't use gmail anything from outside of your own
0: so of course people could not broadcast any kind of information or live streaming or anything right okay so
1: after a few days like uh, three days ago actually so uh, three days ago they regained connection to uh to uh, uh, non-mobile uh, devices like if you have an adsl connection in your house a broadband connection a point-to-point connection tdlt fdlt something like that uh, connections which are fixed and non-mobile they uh, now we regain like this is how i'm able to talk with you right now because there's internet for me in the office but uh, my phone does not have internet connection right now mm-hmm. this moment that I'm talking to you and mm-hmm. they, it's, it's it's not clear that where when they are uh, going to reconnect the internet connections for mobile devices uh, so this is the situation right now and uh, there are uh, what, what do you say how is it there are uh, rumors about uh, this situation getting worse in the future. Like, I told you that the censorship goes, like, becomes uh, uh, more... Uh, yeah, it, it becomes more, increases more and more every day, and there are more websites are which are being uh, censored, but they are now doing some, uh, how, do, how to say this, uh they they are gaining new techniques and new methods on how to do censorship they want to whitelist there are are rumors nowadays that uh, they want to whitelist the services from foreign countries that you need to use like you say that gmail is very uh very uh, it's, it's, it's a very necessary thing for people so don't close this but other foreign IPs, any kind of server, any kind of IP that you may need to connect to. Uh, Others should be like should be blacklisted and uh, this way you cannot like set up a VPN for yourself. This way you cannot access VPN services from like in any way. This, This white listing thing is very very scary and actually if this whitelisting thing goes on, we may lose like a very, very big number of like VPN services because like they're gonna whitelist only the famous services and any other unknown IP would be considered as uh, yeah uh, inaccessible. So you cannot use a VPN in that way and it, it would like become like a living hell here <laughs> to get a connection to the outside.
0: This is incredible. I mean, what I even read, I'm not not sure whether it's a rumor or not, but that it's sort of a social class system that, you know, that people who are in a higher level of society or, I don't know, privilege or more access to the, whatever, government, regime. Yeah, from the government,
1: they have access to, like, uh, politicians, like ministers of Uh the Iranian government uh, are present in, in Twitter and they tweet all day, (laughs) like the, like ICT minister.
0: uh, Yeah, the foreign minister, right? I mean, I don't know, is he still active? The foreign minister also,
1: (laughs) like most ministers have uh, like uh, privileged kind of connections. They say that we're gonna go give such connections to journalists too, but uh, they are journalists of their own picking, so you know. (laughs) exactly yeah the journalists who, who write in their favor mm-hmm. and uh, actually it gaining connection to internet is not difficult when you live like after a, after a decade of like censorship it's very easy you set up a vpn and this is that's finished mm-hmm. but we are very afraid of this whitelisting thing and this whitelist if, if they carry on with this and they make such a thing it is very like uh yeah it's a very difficult situation to get a connection because we hide now. Like VPNs, you know how VPNs work? They, they hide among other IPs. They, mm-hmm. You don't know which IP is a VPN and people are connecting to it to go around the censorship. But uh, if you need to uh, declare that what is this IP, you cannot tell them that this is a VPN and I need to use it. So you can say them, that tell them, that this is a Gmail and I need it. This is, I don't know, uh, OneDrive, I think, like I need to use it for my work. This is like Google Sheets or this is, I don't know, Zoom or Skype. I need to use it. You can't tell them, but this is a VPN and I need to use it because it, like VPN is like, illegal. You cannot use it actually, but you're using it. So this way, uh, VPNs and a uh, whole lot of services and servers from outside of your and all of that, Will be shut down because of this whitelisting thing, and I hope it it, it doesn't happen. I hope it stays a rumor, because if this happens, then we don't know how to counter this thing. Because it's that's the last step on in censorship.
0: Oh my God! I mean, you know, if 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 that happens, then you, I mean, I don't know. Then we are even beyond middle ages. I mean, this is like total yeah. censorship. I mean, this it is would crazy. be like
1: something like mm, very similar to North Korea's <laughs> situation. Oh my,
0: uh, incredible. Yeah um uh, yeah, so uh you know what what's so funny because um i was at the lightning conference in berlin what was like like what, what was that i forget the the timing that was like in september was, october
1: think, yeah uh, a month ago
0: a month ago probably, yeah. yeah so i met um rod another persian so that's that's how i found you actually i, I asked him mm-hmm. you know whom i can talk to who has like a you know direct connection to iran or inside or from iran and so he gave me a, and then after that i found an article Uh, Because he works for a Bitcoin magazine and I, and they, you know, they were distributing this Bitcoin magazine. So uh, a couple of weeks ago, you know, I was like, wow, that's the, that's an article, even about you, you know, like here, you see, see this Bitcoin magazine. Uh, I don't know which from which uh, month or year or whatever, but I think it's uh, maybe a a special edition or something. Anyway, this is what it looks like. And the, the, the the article is written by Colleen Harper and the title is called "When Fiat Falters." Yeah, yeah, it's called "When Fiat Falters." There's Bitcoin, and there's a uh, you know uh, two pages uh, mostly about you, and of course, yeah, about Venezuela, but about you quoted, uh, being quoted about Iran. Um, and you're saying half a, wor- half a world away in Iran, uh, you're quoted. you quoted. Bitcoin is a safe haven, according to Zia Sadr, an Iranian Bitcoin enthusiast and technology writer. Uh, do you remember, like, did you, do you know this article? Have you ever read it?
1: Yeah, I think yeah. I remember what, what's it about. But, uh, like I talk with a, a lot of, like, I know Colin, I know Aaron from Bitcoin. I mm-hmm. to talk to him a lot. <laughs> but, uh, like I th- I talk with a lot of people on this. Uh, I, I actually, I, I was like, uh, uh, I, like I talked with, uh, reporter from the new york times actually and I, I was on the new york times too hey cool uh, all right <laughs> yeah on the new York, talking about the mining situation in iran and all so it was a fun time i i i had to a lot to teach him about bitcoin it was like he was very interested in bitcoin yeah who was a very good reporter? Actually, uh, I, I was mm-hmm. surprised because most reporters are very like. You yeah, know? I was going to yeah. say New York Times. I don't know; yeah. it's like too yeah. mainstream.
0: But but yeah, yeah. It, you know, if they're investigatively good, um, and then yeah, it's also you also talk about you know the VPN stuff, and you also say you also talk about, and it says here Bitcoin doesn't just ju- doesn't just empower its users; to monitor sovereignty in Iran. It grants them with unrestricted access to the free web. This allows. Sadra, to advertise his translation technical writing skills on freelance websites that pay out in Bitcoin. So freelancing uh, is actually sort of uh, done in Bitcoin for a lot of people then, right?
1: Sorry, I'm losing your voice.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, there's a talk about uh, uh, f- freelancing. It's uh, There's a talk about freelancing of a Bitcoin. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and he says uh, freelancing for Bitcoin. He's uh, you're being quoted has become increasingly popular for Iranians looking for better wages than those they they can earn in reals. Uh, they already look for opportunities yeah, definitely look for like this with foreign currencies so do you want to uh like elaborate a little bit on on freelancing like what what do, how do people like you know make money or or you know and look for jobs is that is that how they like circumvent it there's
1: there's so I, I was talking about like doing freelance work but it's not it's not limited to being freelancer mm-hmm. like i know people who like work with iran like people who like uh like you need some foreign talent uh, like you need someone to work with with you from let's say Italy and you pay them from here here from Iran Uh, this also happens like I know a friend who have like four or five uh, employees from foreign countries and he works with them like this and pays them with Bitcoin but like uh, the attractive thing for of uh getting earned in bitcoin for iranians is the diff is the different thing like at what's the like minimum wage let's say in vienna it's it could be a couple of thousands right uh let's could say, be
0: yeah, but yeah. you know if you're in a lower range and you know you might you might earn maybe per month like 1200 maybe 1300 so you know
1: net that's net worth is like euro yeah 1200 or something that's that's like a hell a lot of money here mm-hmm. so people from iran like get uh, like minimum wage here in iran is, is under 200 dollars. so uh, wow. per month mm-hmm. yeah so that's a very like if you if you if you're a student you're 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 you want to get some like uh, you need money to pay for expense your expenses or maybe you want to have fun to like uh, yeah spend it spend a little even if you work here you know, you cannot even like it's very difficult even to buy a phone uh it's uh, like the numbers are very uh yeah it's it's like uh in order like for someone to with with a minimum wage to buy an iphone it, it would be like he should work for a whole year and does not spend anything from that money and buy an it so it's something like that so uh, if you if you if you're a student and you have uh, some free time you could like work with foreigners do some translations do content for the websites do uh, maybe even if it's your specialty if you want to do a graphic design something or if you're a developer you you can work from far like it, not all works have this privilege to go like do work online but there are a lot of uh, stuff that you could do online uh, and you if you get paid in Bitcoin uh, like uh, you could get in a week what you cannot get in like two months. So it's very attractive for uh, especially students and people who do freelancing stuff because freelancers are more uh, uh, more familiar with this uh, atmosphere. They know how to do work online from, uh, and they know how to get clients and manage them. But uh, still, you could be working a full-time job and getting paid in Bitcoin. I know a couple of friends, a very few friends actually, who mm-hmm. work with foreign companies, and uh, they have a friend in that company who gets their uh, gets their income and exchanges it for them to into Bitcoin and sends a, sends them sends the money for them with Bitcoin. They are people who, like, they are developers and uh, system administrators, network stuff. And, uh, so it's technological, it's, it's, it's actual technology-based uh, works, um, uh, who jobs, which, which they can do online. And this way they, they gain their, like, they, they, they live, this is how they live but it's not a very big number of people freelancers are much more because they are very easy it's much more easier and much more flexible they are very flexible for to do such kind of jobs
0: that's amazing I didn't know that that, that, that like they get fully paid in in Bitcoin with a in maybe in a marginal number but with it be freelance technological sector or people who are working for foreign companies yeah it makes sense makes total sense so they get yeah I, I was I was
1: yeah I was was paid uh, like numbers of times like for doing work with like uh for whatever foreign company or foreign employer and i was got uh, i was paid in bitcoin like i I actually i got most bitcoins my like uh most of the bitcoin i own is uh, from getting paid actually by bitcoin i it's very difficult to work here in Iran and buy Bitcoin because Bitcoin is not cheap. So, uh, and what you earn when you work is very low, so you cannot buy Bitcoin in that way. It's it's very difficult. So getting paid in Bitcoin and uh, holding Bitcoin is much more easier. Actually, it has been easier for me.
0: So Zia, when the if uh, if um, it seems like you know if if the situation worsens deteriorates you know in any uh, shape or form socially economically or much harsher sanctions even I don't know maybe uh, uh, I hope not you know that uh, I mean I guess you know Iran can defend itself pretty good uh, they're technologically advanced what I heard you know from a conventional def- defensive uh, um, uh, understanding uh, but. I mean, there is, you know, again, there are 80 million people in Iran. And I think I even tweeted about it once. Um, I I would just wish, you know, if, if there were like a substantial portion of the 80 million people in Iran would just, you know, convert to Bitcoin, you know, would it be 5 million or 10 or 20 million people? That would, that would like really... I think uh, cause a shockwave through the, <laughs> through the monetary system or, or at least, you know, in a positive sense, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, definitely. Like, it. Do you see uh, this coming?
0: Do you see this coming like in the next years to come? So you
1: I guess it's, it's a very, very, uh, like, let's say, uh, when, when, a, when a, when a country like fails to deliver what people want, and uh, it, it becomes a failed country and a failed government. I guess that these stuff happen. And uh, I guess that uh, uh, before uh, like people, like before we expect people uh, like maybe like a 20 million people to use Bitcoin, I guess the failed government maybe would disappear in that term because <laughs> If if, 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 if if it comes to the point where people need to use Bitcoin, it could be a situation of like a complete chaos actually uh, that uh, there is no kind of uh, like monetary system or something in that country where uh, like Bitcoin could shine or Bitcoin could show itself that when there is no kind of system for doing online transactions in this country so there's bitcoin you could use it it's very easy to use it actually so this is the i, I guess uh, that uh what, what i'm trying to say is that uh uh the 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 failed government which may result in people using uh, like most people use bitcoin would uh, probably go away before uh all people need to use bitcoin because yeah. uh yeah let's be honest it's not like people uh, like all people in the world could use bitcoin bitcoin is a form of money but it is not the one and only money that people would use there are all different stuff but i know that a lot of people do not even use money for their businesses they do a barter kind of situation where like uh, especially this uh Thing with uh, international trade uh, here in Iran, people are not gold, not Bitcoin, not USD, not not any currency could work with for them. They could only just use uh, like they could only trade what they have uh, on 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 the board to get uh, yeah to keep their business running. So it's. uh uh, a, a, a failed government may actually uh, or would would uh, accelerate uh, people accelerate this thing that people use Bitcoin and uh, as they accelerated using VPNs here in Europe. it took it more than a decade but nowadays you cannot find a person in Europe who does not know about VPN or have not used the VPN. So I could yeah, say that uh, uh, publicly and say that very strongly that most people in Iran use VPNs and this is something which uh, the government has accelerated the, like, uh, the learning process of. So on, on, on the matter of Bitcoin, yeah, that, that could happen also and it is actually somehow happening
0: totally agree with you. And, uh, you know, I mean, uh, when you look at the history of Iran uh, and because I really care about the people of Iran, I don't, I'm not interested, you know, in the regime or whatever it's going on, uh, theocratic system. Um, I really care about the people. And if you look at, uh, you know, when, when there's suffering, when there's pain and out of necessity comes creativity and action. And I see this coming. And and if there's a thing, a critical adoption rate coming, I, I could could seriously be Iran, because uh, it's like all the attack vectors. You know, every the the the, the 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 suffering, the pain is is really like accelerating for people. You know, socially, economically, existentially. And this is why I'm asking. You know, whether Iran is the prime candidate for a critical, maybe not mass adoption, but critical adoption rate in Iran. This is what I'm seeing. What's your opinion on that? Yeah, actually, it, answered I agree it already.
1: But... Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I see it uh, like growing on in numbers. Just, uh, just how I told you about people, mm-hmm. miners, the people who buy. Their newly wed daughters like stuff in Bitcoin because their daughter does not believe in, like, I don't know, traditional things and (laughs) uh, in the monetary system in Iran. Like, it it does not, she doesn't like believe in something like that. You see, you see this attitude which is growing mostly in in, in the younger generation, but we could see it in, in older people. And I see a lot of. Uh, all the people getting into it. I, I told you about the workshops and all of that. This, this was, uh, the, these are people who have been, uh, like, who had traditional businesses, who built, I don't know, furniture, tables, chairs, and all of that. But nowadays they are doing mining. Uh, these are people who have been doing this, This I don't know, their, their furniture business for like 15 years or something, but they are turning into to Bitcoin. So yeah, uh, so this, this, I completely agree with you because this is what's, what is happening. This is a fact now.
0: Mm-hmm. And go, uh, you know, going back to our, to our, to the beginning of our conversation, I told you, you know, i I was born in Iran and, and was, you know, I grew up in seven years of my life over there and I came 79. How old are you, uh, ZFM ask? Uh, I,
1: I was born in
0: 1992.
1: Uh, like the very last days of like 1992. Okay. So I feel so really much older now than you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not that old, but yeah, I, I'm, I, I'm from the younger generation who is into
0: Bitcoin. <laughs> totally. totally. you know, and I, and I do remember, I mean, I do have, you know, memories, pictures, and, and I know also from other people confirming this, it was a totally different life. And, and when I talk to people, like I have friends also I have a really, uh, wonderful she's like a sister to me uh, a, a lady friend of mine in new york she, she's you know married to an american and uh she was uh, maybe a, a, a year or two ago was in iran and she, you know and she confirms like many what other P- iranians are telling me that the country the people have changed somehow you know um maybe you i'm not yeah you, know, you might not you know be able to confirm this but uh I mean, what is the general, or what is your perception, what is the, what is the feeling in Iran? Are people, uh, do they have the urge for a change, for transformation, uh, like on every level you can think of?
1: Yeah, well, um, there's, there's one interesting fact which in, in the last days during the protests and there's internet blackout and all of this which may be of interest to this question of yours. After uh, like during the time that there was a complete blackout of internet, there were some people who were like, the the tech savvy were able somehow to get some connections. I I had sometimes some connections, we were finding some ways, but it was very difficult to stay online, like one hour and then it goes down again. and during this time, the you could you could check it on Google Trends. Actually, the number of searches for people who wants to do migration and leave Iran has <laughs> like like skyrocketed, and this was the general trend so. Uh, like, I I could say that I know hundreds of people. I only know hundreds of people. So there would be a lot of people in Iran who know tens or hundreds of people who left Iran. So there are a lot, like, if I was able to leave Iran, I would have left here too. So people are changing in this way. Actually, they don't believe that they could, like, live here. A lot of people need to change their, like, geographically change their, this place and go somewhere else because I don't know maybe they don't see hope or they cannot do their business uh, there, there are a lot, a lot of reasons people who want better education they, they this is very, very common in other countries to want better education go to better universities all over the world but there are a lot of people who just can't do their business here or they can't do they can't work anymore here or they cannot, uh, like, tolerate this, this situation here in Iran. So they, uh, I'm, I'm not able, actually, to leave Iran because, like, most young males here in Iran, they cannot leave the country mm-hmm. uh, uh, because of the military service thing. Uh, so mm-hmm. young males here in Iran should do a military service for two years. It's not a short amount of time. It's a lot. Two years. and. Uh, after that they get their own, their passports so you cannot have a passport you are not entitled to a passport unless you do a military service uh so I'm one of those young males here in, in Iran which uh, which is which the number is very huge actually who cannot uh, go outside of Iran and I have never been actually outside of Iran but I know that there are a lot of people who are facing this up- obstacle and if it was not for this obstacle they would have left Iran too. So you see that the, if, if there is a change here in Iran, it is in the attitude uh, that people they, they, they are fed up with this and they cannot tolerate it. So mm-hmm. if they don't see a change, they, they're going to change the place and go somewhere else.
0: Yeah, these stories, I mean, really touch my heart and soul, uh, to be honest with you. Um, it's really emotional for me also. But um, before I get too emotional, um, <laughs> um, w- I mean, so there's a lot of people, obviously, if they, if they could, if they wanted to emigrate or, you know, leave the country, what would be more logical than whatever savings, whatever money, whatever assets they have, uh, you know, um, turn it to, you know into Bitcoin, uh, memorize, memorize, uh, I don't know, a 12 or 24 seed phrase and leave the country. I mean, as if it's been already done in other, like in Venezuela or whatever. Yeah. yeah.
1: So this has happened actually. (laughs) I get asked a lot about this actually. (laughs) A lot of friends, they they want to go to some other countries to, I don't know, to Canada or somewhere. And they, they, the easiest way for them to, uh the easiest way for them to go uh like to leave the country is uh and and take their money with them their their holdings is to convert them to bitcoin uh because like you cannot carry cash and uh surely you don't have a bank account in the destination country but uh and you cannot hold gold actually it would be a problem in the airport, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: <laughs> see, yeah. thanks. Yeah. Thanks for the confirmation. Gold is a problem. I mean, how do you, <laughs> yeah.
1: but uh, Bitcoin it's liquid everywhere. So it's, it's, you can, you don't need to hold it physically. So,
0: yeah,
1: it's only logical to do so.
0: So, uh... Um, Zia, I really, I really enjoyed this talk. I really, you really touched my, I don't know, my emotions, my heart and soul. Like, what is your vision now for the next years to come? Um, what's your perspective for yourself, or you know, for the people of Iran? How, what do you see coming? You know.
1: Actually, <clears throat> I was thinking about this during the last few months because of the mining situation and. Uh, I guess that we would have uh, much more people getting into Bitcoin because it's a mining thing. Because that they could like get, they could just put a device in their workshop or in their house and it is paying much more than what they are working and getting. Like if you have <clears throat> three devices, three, I don't know, uh, it's about like, I don't know, $300 now to get, like an S9 device here on Neuron, $400 maybe. Uh, The equivalent of $400. But if you get these devices, if you have like two or three of them, they could like pay, like they could get you uh, uh, an income more than what you can work and get paid for. Uh, And it is like very convenient for a lot of people. Who have like a free electricity, uh, you know what I mean by free electricity, like stealing electricity from the grid. It is somehow nowadays very easy to do in Iran because, like, a lot of people don't want to pay
0: electricity. <laughs> and yeah, uh, to be honest, yeah. you, I understand. I mean, and, there's, there seems to be an, an abundance and abundance of energy. I mean, with all their nuclear power plants and everything going on, I mean,
1: I, I don't think that we have nuclear uh, energy here in New York really? okay now, oh. yeah. I don't okay. know about I, I never read about this but uh, the charts that I see like from research here in Iran about how much of us, of the energy is produced like in what way most of it is produced by gas or what okay. called in mm-hmm. uh, the thermal cycle something I don't know. Mm-hmm trying to translate what i've heard in versions <laughs> yeah. yeah it's chp generators and which use gas and yeah. uh, it's mostly fossil fuel so okay uh yeah it is produced like this and uh so people uh, let's get back to the question so it's, it's people would get more into this because it is more convenient for them to earn money like this mm-hmm. so and uh, rather than work and get very few like amounts of money so they could just use electricity and do mining again uh i don't know if it if this is wrong right or wrong i'm not doing a com. i'm not giving a comment and i'm not telling people to do this because <laughs> yeah. it is very obvious that this has some implications and it does not make sense in some like aspects uh, yeah. in regard with the economics and all of that But I'm telling you that this is what what's going to happen because it is happening, and I see it increasing every day. Uh, I I see people who uh, who even don't need that much money, and they are uh, in in good like financial conditions. But they are still doing it because uh, why not do it? Because it's it's going to pay you more money. Because why not do it? Yeah, you cannot stop people from getting like from doing mining because. They're going to do it anyway, like put bans and crack down on their farms and close them and shut them down and put all kind of silly silly laws and all of that. People are still going to do it because, exactly. yeah. like, see, alcohol is forbidden in Iran for like for <laughs> decades now, but yeah. there is a very flourishing economy.
0: Yeah, people know was, how to party yeah, in Iran, I heard. Yeah, huh? how
1: to how to buy and get it. And you cannot stop them from using exactly. it, consuming it, or, or even making it. Yeah. So uh, if uh, you see this, this is the the, the na- general nature of when, when, when if uh, this is what you see with a failed government that tries to ban something, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous because people are still going to do it. it exactly. You cannot stop all people because they're going to do it. So uh, this going to attract more users into Bitcoin, this situation of mining in Iran. So, we didn't have this back in the days, so it was mostly because of the financial situation here in Iran and the inflation, all of that. But nowadays we have this this one other factor, which is very attractive for people too, which adds to Bitcoin users also in Iran. And I'm gonna see a lot of, uh, I see a future with a lot of more, much more miners, which, which are gonna be underground mostly, I think. And, uh, I see a future with much more people who are getting aid with Bitcoin because it makes sense for them. I know people who do uh, graphic design and development, mm-hmm. uh, web web development, and all of that. Uh, developers, coders, and all of that <coughs> they they are not uh, they are not uh, happy with the situation, and they are not happy with what they are earning. So. Uh, I see their tendency to go and work with foreigners to get paid more and uh, I see this happening. It's gonna happen, it's only logical and I see more people doing it. I see more services offered in Bitcoin because of uh, legal issues. Mm -hmm. Like uh, we've been, like there are some like popular VPN service providers which actually live outside of Iran, definitely. Mm -hmm. Like this is obviously they live outside of Iran Because of like it's illegal to do to give VPNs, sell VPNs to people, but I see these services, uh, uh, like these, their services target Iranians. Like they want to sell VPNs to Iranians. They have like Persian manuals and applications and all of that and how to set up their VPN, and they get paid in real. But sometimes they're method of payment is closed because like the bank figures out how to like, which, which payment gateways they are using uh, or which bank account they are using. And it's all, it's, 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 it's a cat and mouse situation where they always set up a new payment gateway and the bank always shuts down this new one. So they start, they are starting to offering, uh, VPN uh, services in Bitcoin actually. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I've seen them like do this from a couple of years ago, like two years ago, or three years ago, the first time they started accepting Bitcoin. And uh, one of them actually accepts in Lightning too. So this- Interesting. This very, yeah, this it was beautiful for me just wow. to use. This because is amazing. Like VPN is very cheap, uh-huh. like these, these uh, service providers, and it is much more easier to buy it with Lightning than an on-chain trans- transaction. Like I don't want to do an on-chain transaction uh, I just want to get a VPN like in in a second, just buy it and instantly. so it's much more easier to do it like this. So I see mm-hmm. services offered to Iranians with Bitcoin uh, like how we see now VPN services and also VPS and server and digital goods offered in Bitcoin. I see people buy gift cards like uh, Google, Apple and all that for. For the using apps and buying apps from like uh, different services which offer uh, offer digital goods like this in Bitcoin, they buy these uh, gift cards and vouchers and like buy apps because we we cannot actually buy apps in any way. We, we are right. not connected to the global finance <laughs> finance network. So uh, this is this I see I see these stuff attracting more people into bitcoin I, I've, I i'm i'm telling you this because i've seen this happen in the, in the back in the days mm-hmm. like two or three years ago and now uh this may attract this 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 is gonna go on and gain much more momentum than it all it already has
0: so interesting uh, there's an article um I'm going to send it, maybe you've already seen it uh, by a guy, because I was going to ask you what role the gift cards, because there's a concrete example in this article by Matt Alborg. It's called Paxful is the most important Bitcoin company you aren't paying attention to. And it's about, you know, how people in Nigeria, concrete example in Nigeria, but I'll send it to you. It might it just goes into a lot of... Yeah, yeah I
1: heard about that actually. I heard about how people use Paxful for buying gift cards, Amazon gift cards and all of that. So I, I the other day, one of my friends tell, told me that, aren't you going to buy something? It's, it's it's Black Friday days and be ready and all of that. <laughs> See, this this was not something that I you would have heard like, two or three years ago in Iran all over Iran. I mean, like no one would have expected someone uh, like a, a user in Iran thinking of buying something from Amazon just like easily. Actually, Amazon doesn't ship to Iran. So you need to have a friend or something like a friend or I don't know, an intermediary and another place in the world to receive your packages from Amazon, then post them to you here uh, to iran send them with po- with post mail
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's like this yeah
0: well i have i still have so many questions See, it's really, really, uh, i really really appreciate this talk cuz i've never you know never had the chance to get some real insights and it really touches me somehow deep in my heart and soul cuz you know i come from iran I, I was 7 years old when i came over here so i i do understand you know the pain and the suffering and also you know the creative potential of the iranian people i mean it's a peaceful uh, peaceful people and uh, i mean if you look at their history Uh, we never attacked i mean anybody in the last whatever what 300 400 years and i just wish you know all the people in iran you know just just joy and pleasure and and a good life you know and um and a logical ethical uh monetary root layering as i call it and that is the only one choice we have that is bitcoin because it's had all the monetary properties we can even dream of you know exactly yeah yeah so in closing, do you have any uh, final uh, thoughts you want to share? Uh, anything you want to uh, share with my listeners and our viewers?
1: Yeah, definitely. So I wanted to, first, I want to thank you so that you gave me a chance. I'm very happy to get, like, get a chance to share my experience here in Iran with the rest of the world, and uh, thank you for this opportunity. And also, I wanted to say that, uh, like, there are a couple of ways that Iranians could would love to see in the Bitcoin ecosystem one is much more like digital goods that we can buy with Bitcoin like uh, there are services like Bitrefill and I I saw another one which I cannot remember I can't remember the name of which sell digital goods like vouchers and all of that so we we love these stuff because we we didn't have access to them and now we with Bitcoin we can access them and, and, and they solve like problems for us here like we cannot have access to uh, a bank account paypal visa master anything so if if we can get gift cards we can buy them anonymously and we cannot we can pretend not to be iranians on that service and use them like i see people nowadays buying like spotify accounts and all but these these things matter these things also uh like raise the adoption rate also to and one other th- uh, uh, two two more things would be one uh, is we need much more uh, like more companies and more websites which deliver goods like deliver physical goods to your own. like mm-hmm. in anyway <laughs> like if if there's a premium on it and there's like an intermediary here in between it would be very good for, like it would be great for us like to buy like we could if we could buy books and receive them here in your or if we could buy like digital uh digital uh goods overall, uh I mean I mean uh, smartphones, tablets or something like that. Because nowadays we cannot now we cannot do this and uh, like everything here in your own has a premium. If you if you can buy it directly, uh like uh, it would be much more cheaper like like I know some 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 smartphones here and you have like a 200 like a 20% uh, premium on them so if you can buy them directly you, you won't pay you won't be paying this premium and that uh, we are very uh, uh, like we will be very pleased if we pay only a two or five percent premium rather than a 20 percent. So exactly, yeah, that would be great. And uh, the last point would be uh, that we need much more educational stuff in, in Persian, so this is on us actually, also. So we are doing it here, uh, translating, uh, like many and translating websites into Persian but we need more like we need uh, some attention from others like if there's like companies or um, like I I love Bitcoin magazine for this uh, Mm -hmm. because uh, uh, I've seen Bitcoin magazine uh, helping in this way uh, with like talking about Iran and trying to demystify what happens here in Iran I hope that others would get in Coindesk also, Coindesk would uh, do, and, and Lee. Lee. You know Lee, Lee Quinn? She's very interested in, and she was very interested in oh, yeah, yeah. still is. Uh, she wrote a lot about Iran, and and, and, uh, and uh, I thank her from here for doing this. And I I, I would love to see more people doing this, and getting in touch with Iran, and uh, like we could be heard, because it, like right now, um, with like very similar to the protest situation, like most people all over the world don't know what's happening in Iran. So with the Bitcoin situation, would be like this too. If we are not accessed, uh, and if we if we if we don't get forwarded uh, by like a famous uh, journals or uh, outlets and all of that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can only, I totally agree. I mean, I, I mean, I too, I, and I really call upon my, my listeners. If if any, if anyone is, you know, like entrepreneur, investor, company, uh, providing services, products, um, uh, you know, or any kind of creative, uh, implementation of an ID, you know, then this is the timing. This is, this is, I mean, this is, it needs initiative action. It needs, uh, you know, cooperation, collaboration. That's also. Awesome. I mean, I'm trying, I see also myself at the total connector. I'm trying to connect the dots, connect people. So, and I hope I'm going to get you back soon. Like I really want to connect you also maybe on a, on a panel discussion with other people. And maybe, you know, this, this could, uh, you know, trigger a fruitful, not only fruitful discussion, but, but f- uh, fruitful results, <laughs> you know, um, for the future um, of people in Iran and of yourself, you know, so yeah,
1: yeah, I hope, I hope to see this too.
0: Yeah. So Zia, thank you so much for your time and for, for sharing your knowledge, your insights, your wisdom and, and you know, and, and I, I cannot appreciate that enough. So I'm, um, let's just stay in touch and wish you all the yeah, best. Definitely. Thank
1: you. Thank you for having me. And, uh, uh, thank you for, for, for the listeners to care about Iran to see what's going on in Iran.
0: Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right, Zio, thank you so much and bye-bye. bye bye. Bye. Welcome to the podcast show by Key Vandavani, the total connector, total Bitcoin, awesome economics, the hardest and scarcest money ever created in human history Bitcoin. Hey, so what do you guys think? Wasn't it a blast? This interview was one of the most fascinating, most insightful, interesting, and really deep down, in-depth rab- down the rabbit hole uh, Bitcoin interview. Uh, when it comes to Iran, you know, the I, I knew it was, it was, uh, yeah, I, I imagined it was probably worse than I had imagined. And um, but how, you know, what I'm really fascinated after this talk is. First of all, I'm more convinced than ever that Iran. Could be really the, the the prime candidate for critical adoption with 80 million people living in Iran. If just you know uh, a fraction of them you know started using, interacting with Bitcoin, hodling, and really uh, creating an encapsulated circular economy, totally new ecosystems, and finally you know pushing it to the frontiers of liberty, freedom, and monetary, economical, social, scientific, and technological evolution, which is already there, exists, but. For the people, through the people, and within the people. All right. Um, I hope you love this interview, this talk with Z. I'm going to repeat this definitely for sure, either one to one with him or in in, form, uh, or in context of a panel a discussion. So, if you can help Iranian people, if you can help him, if you can, you know, if you know any entrepreneurs, investors, developers, uh, you know, business people who, who you know who who are creative enough to you know, to make this happen because there's a need, there's a huge need and we can fulfill this together. All right. This is, this is why I'm called, you know, I call myself the total connector. I'm, I'm really trying, I'm doing everything, whatever it takes to connect the people, connect the dots, connect the resources and connect, you know, the evolutionary uh, process. Uh, all right. So l- please leave me a positive review if you can on any podcast platform. Thanks so much for listening, for your support and follow, follow Z on, fo- follow Z on Twitter. And uh, thank you so much again. Welcome to the podcast show by Key Davani, the total connector, total Bitcoin, Austrian awesome economics, the hardest and scarcest money ever created in human history, Bitcoin.